With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series. Hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three. Hello, I'm Charles Commons. Welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me, the podcast for Northampton Town fans and the FSA Club Podcast of the Year. This week, it's been a happy Easter for the Cobblers on the pitch as they record back-to-back wins for the first time since February. Coming up, we're talking about our Easter haul, our promotion chances, and we'll be sharing our thoughts on the trust decision to invoke their right to bid for the old athletics track land covered by the ACV. But first up, let me introduce you to the rest of the team. Hello to Danny Brothers and Neil Edgerton-Scott. Hello, guys. Hello. Have you got any room left? We are the cheeky boys. We are the cheeky boys. Oh, this is it. the cheeky pod. This is the cheeky pod. Uh, oh, speaking of <laughs> cheeky context, that sounds ridiculous. It, it does, doesn't it? I'm going to not <laughs> fill in any context whatsoever, and everyone can imagine that Danny is just really weird. Um, Easter. Have we all Easter. eaten so much Easter. chocolate Easter. that we never need to see another? <laughs> Cadbury's advert again in our lives. No. No? Charles, no. Still, I don't think you can ever get to that point where you no. have enough chocolate. <laughs> My missus would agree. Definitely. I, My dog. 
My dog, however, yeah, has had a spending time over the last <laughs> no. First things first, I want to clarify. How is the little doggo? Yeah, she is fine. Good. Um, and she was impacted by only one, what I would describe as a chocolate poo. Um, <laughs> outside of that, she was absolutely you, fine. You, you've had many of those, haven't you, Neil? <laughs> More beer ones. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah, you uh, you didn't really have many Easter eggs this week. No, the, I understand. The, uh, the dog, the dog yeah, broke into the kids' room, ate three and a half full Easter eggs. Oh, dear. Oh, Foil dear. and all. So that's going to say was that Martin Foyle and everything as well. It was Martin Foyle yeah. and everything. Everything. Yeah. everything. yeah. Well, Foyle's apart from actually war. left some of the, the boxes. Didn't fancy them, obviously. All got full. Cardboard. <laughs> Too filling. Cardboard. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to fill up on cardboard. <laughs> no, goodness no. Goodness no. Uh, it was a very happy Easter. Um, I will say, uh, just actually, just go back to this. Obviously, you're a fan of chocolate, Neil. Um, Who isn't? Well, I, I am a fan of chocolate. However, mm. I, I this is an actual conversation that I had with Nicola over the weekend. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if there was also a weekend a bit like Easter where, um, you know, I mean, obviously take out the religious side of it. Cheese. And, and no, I was going to say crisps. Mm. If I could have a weekend where I just got loads of crisps and I was allowed to eat crisps, I'd be in heaven. I, I do feel like Christmas has got a... A limit. Oh, really? And chocolate yeah. doesn't? No. No. Comes in many forms, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, you're right. So do crisps. Yeah. That's also true. <laughs> many flavors. <laughs> anyway. Would you, I think I would prefer would a you... cheese weekend. Mm. Yeah, cheese weekend. Yeah. I mean, you, you know when they do that cheese rolling down the hill? <laughs> yes. Get, it, get that in there. I don't know what weekend that is, but that should be the weekend nominated. Okay, brilliant. I I enjoy that. Uh, we did have a very good weekend on the pitch. Hello, two games, one away from home, one at home. Keep up, everyone, uh, and we won both of them. Incredible scenes. Hashtag scenes, Danny. Oh uh, yes. Sorry, you, I was looking at the cheese championships. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what is it? Off guard. Uh, well, 2020 and 2021 were obviously cancelled. There's no date for 2022 yet. Ooh. Um, I, I got distracted because there's a section on Wikipedia saying injuries. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Someone the local say... rugby club and the young farmers volunteer their services to act as catchers for any participants who lose their balance. Nice. Uh, so there we go. Um, that's cheese. Should we, should we enter so, it next year? I think we should. Aren't we going to be too busy trying to get the DMP corridor? Um, oh, yeah. We could do a podcast opening. out into the, the cheese championship. The grand opening of the Dean Pier Corridor. Oh, or the water park. Or the water park, yeah, indeed. Could Although, we combine the water park with cheese rolling and just oh, I mean, that do hill. a cheese rolling? That hill. Oh, yeah. it's perfect for it. There's a use for the North Stand Hill. We could have there the first <laughs> inaugural podcast cheese rolling championship. <laughs> Down the six fields hill. Can we promise that if we go up, we will do if, that? If we get promoted, yeah, we'll get a big, massive cheese. <laughs> an Edam. Uh, no, you can't. You want an Edam. Baby Bell. A baby would have to be a big one. <laughs> you wouldn't see it. Well, that is an Edam, isn't it? Is it a grown up? No, not quite. Edam. No, not quite. I don't think. Okay. All right, then. Fair enough. We should do that, though. Yeah, if we get promoted, we'll, we'll do it. We'll have a race. <laughs> okay. Have a, yeah, we'll get people turn up. I'm enjoying this. You break your leg, you're on your own. Tim Oval thought commentating. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's Edom. Oh no, sorry, that's Cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Tim. Love you. Oh. Bless, bless you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so yes, uh, scenes, Danny. As I was saying, scenes. Yeah, sorry. Scenes. Back to scenes. Yeah, uh, lots of scenes. Quite comfortable scenes, mm. clean sheet scenes, Ooh. and my favourite, Louis Apparet scenes. Yes, he was very, very good, I believe, uh, in both of these games. That's my opinion. He was. Um, he has been good, though, share he? it? Yes. Good. I believe in life after love, Charles, so I will share it. Um, he was. <laughs> he, he has been good for most of the time. He's been lacking that finish, hasn't he? So it feels like once he got that goal at Oldham... He's puffed his chest out, and it, and it was noticeable today. I thought um, mm. today, as we're recording well, on Monday, his chest. yeah, his chest was pumped out, and he he felt more <laughs> confident to do everything that he was doing, like the little setup for the Hoskins goal, the first one. I how think he t- how he took the second goal. I thought he mm. thought he just generally looked on Monday like a striker who's going to score a goal now. Yes, I I'm going to say yeah, he has been better. I think actually the difference is we've stopped lumping balls up to him. Yeah. Certainly, certainly against Harrogate, there were more balls into his feet and more, mm-hmm. more directed passes. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination suggesting we suddenly turned into Barcelona or anything, but there was definitely, it felt like a more conscious effort to Ball play more ground. into his feet and more to, more to his strengths. And, um, Having a bit more, I mean, it's never only played together for two games, but there seems to be a bit of chemistry between the front three or four now, which is great. Yeah, I think yeah, we that... all noticed that chemistry, didn't we, while we were watching the game? Um, lots of messages flying back between us. And um, that was definitely one that all of us seemed very, very happy with. I, I mean, if you just, I, I think out of the front, if we just take the front three um, as being um, apparatus. Uh, and then Apaya, Epia, that's how you Epia, say it, isn't it? Epia, Epia yeah. Apare and uh, Hoskins as the front three. Then I think, I, I mean, it was very noticeable against Harrogate that both Hoskins and Apare, I mean, they were the scorers, of course, so that bumps up their rating slightly. But I thought both of them had really, really good games. Epia was was good, don't get me wrong, but I, I, he didn't have the impact necessarily that I thought he was going to having what he did on uh, against Oldham on Friday because it was his cross, wasn't it, for um, Apare's goal against Oldham. And it was that little switch that where he moved to the right. Because Hoskins played a lot on the left, didn't he, in the second half against Harrogate, I think. And that seemed to be a purposeful switch that had happened in the second half against Oldham. And as soon as it happened, we scored the second, Epia crossing in for uh, Apare to, to finish. And I did think that with our first goal against Harrogate, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not saying he had a bad game, by the way, Epia. I just think that the other two were noticeably better. And But... There is that thing of that mentioned for the first goal. I mean, I thought the whole move was absolutely brilliant. And the fact that the front three were all involved in it, one after the other, for then Sam to score and finish it off, was really good. I really enjoyed that goal. More so than I think I have done for a little while. I think the last time I enjoyed a goal as much as I did today was when we 
um, Atete scored against Tranmere, the one that basically was across from the left-hand side from Pinnock. And he then sort mm-hmm. of stretched to get it home. And I, I seem to remember enjoying that because they, they'd been practicing that exact move in the warm-up. So to see it then happen in the game was was really good. I really enjoyed that. But the goal against Harrogate as well, I enjoyed that one. It was very good to see all three of them linking up well together. And obviously it was a case of them knowing where each other were. Like Epia sort of knocked it down back towards Apare, who then controlled it fairly well and, and then did a little jinky turn to then lay it back for Hoskins for him to tuck it into the back of the net. I thought it was just genius the way that they clearly all knew where the other should or was going to be. It was great. Yeah, it's the second goal as well. Whether they, sorry, the third Hoskins goal where they um, Epia got the ball, gave it to Apare and he fed Hoskins. And it's starting to show that they're understanding each other's movements a bit more. They know, like you said, we know, know each other where they're going on the pitch. And it's just to be a settled front three because we've had so many mm. games, so many run of games where, where Labala's been in, someone else has been in. There's been swapping and changing. Zimba's been in a little bit. It's just not felt like there's ever been any pattern to our attacking play, like we've said before on the pod, that it's been really frustrating. But the last, I mean, even against Bradford, I'd say, we, we did well in that respect. And we said there was a little bit more balance to the attack. And that's now three games, I think, with, a, with them playing up front together. And they've just, they seem to have really hit on something. And that, I think, is great timing, if anything. That ball through, Neil, for Hoskins' is first, through, second goal. Yeah. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember who it was that did it. It was, it was Apare, wasn't it? It was, was it Apare, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was a beautiful pass through to split the defence, wasn't it? And then for Hoskins, I mean, look, we all know that Sam, when he's got a bit of time, doesn't tend to really put it away. But that, that was a proper striker's finish from Sam Hoskins. I was delighted to see it go in. It was chef's kiss. I'm glad you all agree. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so I thought you were asking. <laughs> I was. I didn't know, what, was, I didn't know yeah, that was a question. It was, <laughs> I didn't know it was a question. It was it was, that's a chef's kiss. I was like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> it was It was satisfying because it was so quickly after the the second goal, which always mm. is nice, which always it's got the crowd going a bit more. But it was satisfying in the way it hit the net as well. I, I enjoyed it. It's a lovely finish. I do like it when they, they go in like that. It has to be said. I, I enjoy it tremendously. But I did think that, because it, it was strange because... Before we scored, it it felt like we were, again, and this happened against Oldham, didn't it? And I think it was Jake Sharp that mentioned it in the commentary um, for the Oldham game, where we seemed to just be, after 15 minutes of basically going at them, we then just take our foot off the gas and we end up playing quite, uh, I don't want to use the word dull, but... but yeah, it was dull. It, it is dull. Yeah, you're right. Um, not very quick, quite slowly, and it's all kind of sideways or backwards. And and that was something that, uh, you know, I was watching on iFollow today against Harrogate, and it was something that Luke Graham picked up on very well, I thought, which is that a lot of the time, the midfield two, whether it's McWazza or if it's Sowerby, their initial thought is always to pass it back or sideways rather than go forwards there were a couple of times when players were making really good runs forward and either well it didn't have to be just the two central midfielders I I think 
McGowan did it a couple of times where he could have threaded it down the line for one of the front three to go chasing for it. And instead, he chose to sort of turn and pass it back inwards to either Horsall or Guthrie or vice versa on the other side of the pitch as well. It felt sometimes like we just didn't really want to go at them all the way. I, I wondered whether it's maybe something to do with trying to conserve some energy, whether it's kind of the way that the way that we want to play, the way that is exciting to watch is obviously run and get at them. We've got quick players in the side, like we've got Koike and then we've got Epia, um, you know, Hoskins as, as well. You know, they're, they're quick players, but it's almost like we're trying to be conservative about our approach and make sure that they are fit for the whole 90 minutes and aren't just going hell for leather for, you know, 20 and then for them to run out of puff in the, you know, come 70th minute. I, I, I don't know whether that's something that either of you guys saw. Nope. Good. <laughs> it's not going very well tonight. Is it? <laughs> I keep it was really long. I, I was distracted. You switched so, off. Okay. Yeah, you were talking for ages and I started listening, if I'm honest, Charles. And then I was like, oh, I'm not sure where he's going with this. And then I caught the end of it. So I'm not sure how much I can add. But I think what you're saying is that sometimes we're a bit slow and sometimes we look to pass backwards rather than forwards, which is true. But I think that's probably partly the payoff we we kind of, at the moment, have to accept, right? Because... I think without that, we potentially don't keep as many clean sheets. Do you, uh, I, do you not have the faith in the back four then? It's not, but uh, so I do absolutely. But John Brady said this in his interview post uh, Harrogate. That the I think it might, might have been I don't know whether it was the football league show interview, whoever it was. It wasn't one of the BBC Northampton crew mm. interviewing him. It's someone else. It was like only a one minute clip that they put up on YouTube. But the, the the interviewer said, and, and that's your 21st clean sheet. And John Brady was very, very quick to point out that's down to the whole team. That's not just down to the defence and the goalkeeper, which actually okay. I thought was a really, really good point. And I think if you have... So, Mwaza is a defensive midfielder, isn't he? You know, he can pass it, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but he's not he's not like, you know, a Steven Gerrard box-to-box type midfielder, really. He is a defensive midfielder. He does that dirty stuff. He puts his foot in and he breaks up play and then gives it to someone else. I'm not sure what Sowerby is. I think Sowerby is supposed to be the more creative, flary one, but he's not really, is he? He's a bit of a just, you know, get it and pass it along and stuff. So I think I understand why I don't think it's naturally in either of their sort of first thought process. I think the first thought process is to make sure the ball's secure and they don't give it away. Which I think is okay. But it can be boring. <laughs> it's when we come up against better teams, it's gonna it's being tested, isn't it? It's, I expected us to be being really pressed at Oldham last week, but we weren't. And I think it just forces us into almost that patient build-up, doesn't it? It's, if, if we, I'll probably say it again, just so it doesn't happen at the weekend, but I think Orient's going to be the type of place where we're going to be, it's going to be quite tight and closed in where we might not have as much time to do it. So it'll be a big test of that again on Saturday, but I, I don't have a massive issue with it for winning games. It's, it's when it's, it's when we're losing and when we're one or two goals down and we do, and we're still doing it. That's the issue I think sometimes, isn't it? Um, yeah. And I think you have to argue as well that perhaps 
maybe they've been burned a little bit because a lot of the time, sometimes certainly previously, when they've passed it forward, it's come straight back. <laughs> That's true. I, I obviously I'm going to caveat this next comment with obviously I'm not saying that we're as good as this. However, I was watching the um, Liverpool versus City semi final <laughs> on Saturday. You sound like Jake Sharp comparing <laughs> bloody Jean Pierre Papin to Harry Kane after the game. Oh, well, wow. No. Um, I, I was just going to say there were a few times when Liverpool looked like they were going to break and obviously City would get back. So Liverpool then slowed their attack down almost purposefully. And sometimes it would go all the way back to the back four. And they'd look to then restart again. And I, I wonder whether it's basically something that's come in through the generations, you know, into the now, this is how football is kind of played, is that you look to keep the ball and, you know, you just recycle possession in order to then look for another space to then attack. And if that then gets closed down, you basically retain possession and and slow it all down again and look for another avenue to get through. Obviously, we're nowhere near as good uh, at doing it as, say, Liverpool are. But I'm just wondering whether that's something that has just cascaded down the leagues and maybe that's now just how football is almost to be played and that's how managers will set their teams up to play. I think that's fair or I think I'm just talking yeah. ball as usual. Well, I think that makes sense. <laughs> and I, th- I think the theory is, right, if you've got the ball, the other team can't score. Mm-hmm. That so, is a good point. I mean, the control of the ball is you need the ball to score and win as well, right? So it, I get it and it makes sense. I think if it's done properly, it's it works and it's exciting. If it's not done properly, it is boring as hell. <laughs> but I think having McWaza back especially is key to that as well, isn't it? Because Absolutely. when we were playing um, Abin Bowler or who else was playing there, Pollock a little bit, they tried to do it, but they, I don't think they could do it as well as McWaza does it in terms of distribution and having the confidence in him to hold on to the ball. I think he's yeah. really key. How to... Think- Sorry, Neil, what? go on. No, you go, Charles. I'm interested. Well, I was going to kind of move on. <laughs> that, so if you've got something else to add to that, you go ahead. No, I was only going to say I hope we're able to keep hold of him in the summer because I think he mm. may be one of the ones that we're going to struggle. It doesn't sound too promising, or, is it, or at least it didn't do <clears throat> a while back. I think it was the Ro- excuse me, the Rochdale game. Uh, or oh, after the Rochdale game, Tim Oglethorpe asked him that question about the contract and, and got a very non-committal answer. <laughs> Almost no answer whatsoever. It was more of a, move on, please. From Sean yeah, Williams. I think, I think that's fair enough if you don't know what league you're in either, isn't it? Yeah, so, I mean, he's, he probably is getting to that point. He needs to stay fit, doesn't he? And he needs to yes. get a decent chunk of games without being out of the team. But he is, when he plays well, he is, I would say he looks above league two now. Um, so, obviously, we've we've played two games in a short space of time, we've played both games with the same starting eleven and the same, well, full eighteen, haven't we? Um, I, I know not Name necessarily the same Name subs it. for both games, but I wanted to ask both of you because it's unusual that we get to talk about two games, you know, on on this pod. Normally, we're just looking at the we- one game at the weekend. Out of those two, which one do you think was the better win? Mm, um, ask me before the weekend, I would have said Oldham. Mm-hmm. Ask me now, probably Harrogate, in terms of the performance. Is that because think, the context changed? Because no, I think because I, I I expected more from Oldham 
Okay. I expected them to be right in our face and attacking us and the crowd to be right on our backs. But it just wasn't any of that, was there? No. And I would have been so frustrated if we'd have ended up drawing that game. It would have been a massive chance missed. Um, I think they're both impressive. Like to come to win two games in four days with the same starting 11, that's impressive in itself. Um, so I think that's deep, that's good. Um, probably the Harrogate one is slightly more impressive in the way we played. But it's close. Do you agree with that, Neil? Yeah, I mean, the Harrogate second half was probably the, <coughs> excuse me, the most impressive half of football out of the four halves. But no wins a win either way, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they were uh, they were completely on the promenade with Bradford, weren't they? They were. They were, <laughs> yeah, they were on the deck chairs. <laughs> so were Oldham, though. Well, yeah, that was the weird thing about it, wasn't it? You, <laughs> you expect them to be like really going for it, and bless him, Nicky Adams tried his best, but <laughs> but. They, they just feel like they're one of the, they're just gone now, don't they? They feel like after that they red looked, card they had as well. Um, yeah, they just it looked, looked didn't devastated, it? didn't they? Oh, they just they. I mean, they were atrocious as well, weren't mm. they? They were really poor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't think sometimes Harrogate forget how much bad better. The, but I think no, if, but Harrogate could at least pass it to each other occasionally. Mm, it wasn't that often. I, I'd say no, that but, they gave it away the, more than we used to. <laughs> they gave it away a bit, but Oldham were genuinely they were they. Watching Oldham, I thought this is a non-league team. These are terrible. I thought they were really, really poor. Yeah. But we said that about Scunthorpe as well, and only got a point there, and everyone <laughs> yeah, else I mean, has gone yeah. there. <laughs> 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 so I think you're still going to go and do a job, aren't you? And yeah. it's it's good that we've actually come away from it unscathed and oh, scored a couple of goals. And after that Bradford game, we were so frustrated. It's we said we have to win these two games, and we've done it, and put ourselves right back into the top three. Absolutely. The promotion train <laughs> is back on. It's back on. It's leaving the station again. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the other results just on, on Monday went spectacularly the way we kind of would, all of us, I think, would want them to go. I mean, Port Vale lost, and that's, I suppose, the most important match from Monday other than our own because they're the ones occupying third and therefore the final automatic promotion spot. So we now find ourselves just two points behind them, thanks to Bristol Rovers' win, um, I think, at Port Vale. It was at Vale it was, Park. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they've just gone the way... I mean, it was weird in that second half when we were playing so well. So first of all, it was like, oh, this is comfortable. <laughs> this doesn't usually feel this way. Um, and then also you're looking elsewhere <laughs> and you're kind of going, hang on a minute things are going well for us in other games as well this is this is really good mansfield lost to carlisle and I, I and i know that we'll want to cover this on the basement tales pod for the patreons danny so i won't go too in depth into it but you're looking at it now in that league table and you are saying to yourself if we win our remaining three games i'd back us to now take that third spot but it's almost in our hands, isn't it? Because Port Vale yeah. play Exeter on the last day of the season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think somebody. We have to play it, play Exeter, of course. So. Yeah. The only thing about Exeter is they've got a game in hand, and it's against Barrow. Oh, the best so you... Barrow, though, you know they're they're fighting. They beat Forest Green, didn't they? Beat Forest Green. Yeah. Drew two all today. Yeah. yeah. On yeah. Monday, putting, putting up a fight. Yeah. So it's not completely done and dusted, but I think if we win the three games, we might well go up. 
the one, the one thing that I will be a bit. And I the am cheese rolling championship. And the cheese rolling championships commence. Yes. <laughs> the one thing that I'll be a bit worried about, and, and it might be my maths, so forgive me here. So there are nine points on offer now, aren't there? From yes, correct. These three games. Yeah. Thank you. First bit of maths. Three, three, so three. successfully. Uh, <laughs> gone, <laughs> gone you got the abacus out. Uh, I have. Yeah. So that would see us on eighty-four points. Yes. So you're saying that therefore Port Vale, who also have three games left, yes, may well drop points against Exeter. So yes, the most that they well, I mean the most that they can obviously get is eighty four points. So they've also got Newport in between, which is a tricky tricky old tie as well. So you're you're more or less guys going on the basis of the Us beating Exeter, Exeter beating Port Vale. Done. Yeah. It, yeah, it's more a case of other results. Yeah, than, it's not quite uh, in our own hands. Yeah, it's not okay. It's not far off. No, I was going to say going. just doing the maths there. I was like, hang on a minute, we'll get. No, no, yeah, it's not. It's not like we'll literally you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I think there the way it's going. If we win three, we're up. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think if we win all three games, we'll get promoted. Is it likely to happen? Probably not. <laughs> no, it's one of the. But and I think um, Mike Fuller yes, said it this, is. didn't he? Confidence on, uh, on the Slack, which is that regardless of whether we would go up on you know automatically or not, if we win the last three games, that is good form to be going into the playoffs with. Yeah, yeah, so that's exactly it, isn't it? Positives yeah. all round. Yeah, it's a risk, though, isn't it? I think if, playoffs if you... are always a risk. No, I mean it, it could. So if you go into the last game of the season, knowing that a win potentially might get you automatic promotion, you get that win, but you still end up in the playoffs. There is that then element of, oh. I don't but think it's, I think it's, it's worse as if you lose that game and you could I think have... it's worse. Yeah. I think yeah. it's yeah, worse. Yeah, if, that's if, true. That's if, true. If you're, if you're third and drop out, I think that's worse. Mm. Whereas yeah, I think agree. if you've won the last game, you've actually, and you weren't maybe in the back of your mind, you weren't expecting the other results to go your way. Then yeah, I don't think it's that bad. I think just win three games. Either way, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I Easy. think we'll finish third. So. <laughs> I, I would very much enjoy that. Which I know, sh- and I will remind you who predicted <laughs> us to finish third at the start of the season. <laughs> okay. Unbelievably, it was me. It was. It was you. <laughs> Unbelievable. <Okay. laughs> uh, well, look, I guess we should discuss the other thing. Um, the East is there an elephant saga. in the room, Charles? There's a huge elephant in the room. And is it oh, Nelly? <laughs> <laughs> is it featuring Kelly? <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. To start off with, I, there were actually points where I, I was asking people, should we even bother talking about it? Should Did you we put it out to a vote? Road? I, I didn't put it out to a vote, Neil. No. You should have done. <laughs> um, no, I did just ask some people, including some of our patrons. I said, should we mention it? Do you want us to talk about it? Um, and, and everybody more or less just said, well, I think it would be really weird if you didn't mention it. So let's discuss it. So the East Stand saga took another twist this week with the supporters trust uh, invoking their right to um basically attempt to bid for the you know to buy the land that is covered by the um ACV which is an asset of community value that the trust themselves applied for uh, a few years ago i can't remember the exact details of when that was but essentially what the ACV allows is for any community group to basically bid for that land, it doesn't have to be sold to them, um, but it does have to be listened to. If that makes sense, the bid has to be listened to. So they now have 
uh, I think it's four and a half months remaining of a six-month period um, to basically get a proposal together, which would include funding to purchase that land and to go to the seller, who is West Northants Council, and um, basically say, can we buy this land, please? This is what we're intending to do with it, or other things that might be in the proposal. Um, it obviously caused a bit of a stir, <laughs> and that's saying it lightly. So what are your thoughts, boys? Um, Danny, I'll come to you. Um, yeah, I think it's probably important to say before we start giving our views that we've all discussed this on WhatsApp group and stuff like that, and this is our individual opinions. It's We all probably are singing from the same hymn sheet in terms of what our opinions are, but it, it could easily have been one of us that doesn't agree with us, if that makes any sense. Um, I think we are going to try and get someone on to represent the other view. Um, my personal view is that this is probably the final straw in terms of the trust as it is at the minute, in terms of what they're doing. It it made me actually just really sad on the, when it came out. Um, like in a year when we should be celebrating, we should be celebrating 125 years of the club. We should be celebrating the trust birthday itself. I think 30 years, we should be celebrating Wembley, all this kind of thing. We could potentially be celebrating a promotion and in the background is all this nonsense. And like the club have categorically said, that if they do this, it's going to be a delay. It's going to create a delay in in the process, and we—that's the last thing we need right now—is another delay. And I think for the trust to come out and do this, to do a vote, potentially not every member has been contacted. Whatever happens to that, I'm not sure. I don't know if any of you know. Um, for it to be such small margins in the vote, it's—it just—it feels like the final straw for me. And as the trust as it currently stands. Um, getting any kind of support because I just don't agree with what they're doing at all. Um, I had it said to me on social media, well, you should be joining and voting then. I was like, well, <laughs> it's not as easy as just saying, if you don't agree with something, go and join them and make change happen from within. I get the sentiment of it, but I, and it's not to compare them to this group of people, but I don't agree with anything that the conservative party say, but I'm not going to go and join them because I don't like how they run and I don't like how their attitudes towards stuff. Um, and it's the same with this. I don't agree with what they're doing and I don't like the sense that I get from people involved. I don't like some of the stuff they've done over the last couple of years on social media and attacking people and attacking the club, attacking people that I like, like Tom Cliff and some members of staff. And it just doesn't sit well with me at all, the whole thing. And I've been trying to give them enough chances i've been trying to say well maybe they can work together i feel like in my opinion the club have given them chances to do that as well and it's just come back to this and it it, it makes me sad but it makes me angry as well that it's come to this my biggest issue with it all is uh, it's not well i suppose it is but i'll be honest it as ridiculous as it sounds it makes me not want to even bother with cobblers <laughs> like because it, it's, it's so very easy to say, well, just concentrate on the football. It's really hard, especially with social media and stuff, because you see things, you hear things, you you know, you read things, all that sort of stuff. People are talking about about it and stuff. It just makes it no fun to follow the cobblers at the moment. Um, and my biggest issue, actually, with one of the points that you made, Danny, is uh, it was kind of how some of the people linked to the trust, and it's not all of them, by the way, but how some of the people linked to the trust conduct themselves. 
and it is quite frankly like a playground at times and you can point out a fault in the trust and they will bounce back with what about the club what about this what about that and that is not taking feedback on board that is not accepting shortcomings and you know striving to be better or anything that is what about re which is common at the moment it's it's funny you mentioned the conservatives it's the same time any staunch conservative supporter you know tries to back boris johnson or oh, what about starmer he was caught having a drink and, and things like that and it's like you know look two wrongs don't make a right or whatever the saying is I, I just think they could deal with it they've got some people i think involved in the trust who shouldn't be personally and that, i don't mean that on a i don't mean that as a personal attack on those people what i mean is the way they conduct themselves and the way they put their views across naturally gets people's backs up and it naturally comes across as combative um and a little bit it, it it puts it across as a little bit like a secret club at times um i i've lost count the number of times a few of the people involved in the trust or or certainly close or advising the trust whatever you want to call it have said well if you knew everything your your opinion would change well tell us everything then well we can't it's it's commercially sensitive well you're no different to the club then are you it's things like that that's kind of like look uh, and maybe there is some grand thing going on in the background. Maybe, you know, Kelvin Thomas and the owners are master criminals, but I would challenge that from what I know and from talking, you know, relatively regularly. You know, they're here to make some money. I don't think they hide they hide that. It doesn't mean they're criminals. Um, and it certainly doesn't mean that they're bad guys. And I, I, I just find it strange, Charles, because... The argument, whatever the club, it feels to me that it's the owners that these people hate, not the idea. And that's how it comes across. They moan about, well, they're land grabbers and stuff. I mean, what the hell are Sildara then? Yeah, they might have bought the club. Yeah, they might have finished the East End. Same thing that the current owners are saying they're going to do. No different. (laughs) So what's the difference? And what have the trust just done? Grabbed a bit of land. (laughs) And, and the argument, and I know their argument is, well, we want to use it for the community benefit and stuff. If I'm being brutally honest, I don't give a shit about the community. I care about Northampton Town Football Club. I don't give a bollocks if there's a velodrome down there that some people can use once in a while. But if that's not benefiting the football club as much as warehousing, put warehousing down there. Whatever's going to give the most money to the football club, that's all I care about. But I've no doubt that my opinion is wrong, and they'll tell me that soon enough when they listen. I think this is um, this is the this is the point, and this is the issue for me that I have it. So I'm, I'm going to come out and just say this completely straight. Um, so I have issues with my mental health. Okay, I've said that before on the pod. It has taken me quite a large amount of hours this week to make a decision. I still don't really think I've made this decision before I've opened my mouth just now. But to make the decision as to whether I'm really going to talk about it and give my opinion. And the reason for that is because I know that there is going to be a backlash. There is going to be a backlash. Of course there is. From people. And it's probably going to be along the same sort of lines as the what, you know, happened on Twitter to the trust. Now, the first thing that I'm going to say is that, and I'm not saying that I've actually seen this necessarily, but... Anybody that has actually attacked any individuals that are on the board of the trust and, and, and called them names or done anything on social media, then I don't agree with you. 
you can you can disagree with their actions and you can disagree with the reasons why that you feel that they've done it and that's absolutely fine but nothing should ever get personal so i'm just caveating that that has happened towards the trust i'm not saying that it would definitely happen back to say myself or you or uh, you danny and neil but oh call uh, me what you want i don't <laughs> but I'll, I'll be honest, it has entered my mind and I have thought to myself, it probably will happen. I'll get something sent my way on social media. Um, so I, I'm kind of having to sort of prepare myself to, to give my opinion. And that's before I've even given it. Um, but I've got three points. I, I might have a couple more as we go along. So Danny, you mentioned the thing about the vote itself and about the how they can contact people and how many people that were able to vote etc uh, etc et i'll give you the answer um this was given at the last trust meeting which i went to um it was on zoom on thursday night and it was confirmed in that meeting that the trust have currently 710 members excuse me of which they have email addresses for 350 of those people and of those 350, they have permission to actually send things to 250 of them. So out of a membership of 710, the maximum amount of votes that they could have actually hoped to have successfully received back from their email that asked them to ask the membership to vote on whether or not they should invoke the ACV was 250. And was it about 187 or something that voted? um so yeah ridiculously someone didn't vote they would have voted no but they decided not to vote i've seen a few people say that because be they didn't want to cause a problem for the trust possibly like okay that's <laughs> not but never mind so so that 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 just to answer your question that you had before danny and also possibly to answer questions that other people might have had as well um that was given as far as i know i wasn't told that i wasn't allowed to say anything about what happened in the meeting so as far as i know um, I'm just giving the information that they've shared should be in their minutes when that comes out uh, that should be available on their website, I would imagine. Um, very quickly to go back to something that you said, Neil, about how you know it's made you feel quite uh, down about the cobblers. I know I'm paraphrasing you there. Um, but I chose not to go to one of the closest games that I can get to living in Warrington in the Northwest on Friday away at Oldham because I couldn't be bothered with it because of everything yep. that had happened in the week. You know, that is a game that I would look forward to going to whenever we play them because it's, I don't know, from my house, driving-wise, half an hour, 40 minutes away. There's no reason that I wouldn't normally go to that game at all. I couldn't bring myself to be bothered enough to go because I just felt, so deluded i suppose by everything nothing to do with the actual on pitch and nothing to do with the team and i know that i saw i think i had a couple of people actually message me and when i was messaging and talking to people a couple of people were saying to me things like don't let it affect your enjoyment of watching the actual football and i said mm, i can't not it's one of those things i can't not help it affect me so I decided rather than go to the game and 
potentially have to talk about it to people because, you know, that's what we all do, right? Is that we talk to each other about the football and we talk to each other about what's going on. Hell, that's why we started this podcast was to do exactly that. Um, I didn't really want to do it on Friday, so I didn't go to the game. I chose to, you know, watch it on iFollow instead. Um, so it does affect people. It's not great that it affects people that way. And it is it really beneficial to Northampton Town Football Club? I don't think it is. I don't think the infighting, I think, I'll be honest, I think at times both sides of this coin, the trust and, and the owners of the club or, or the people that, you know, are in those meetings with each other, I think they're both as bad as one another sometimes. And, and part of me wants to do the old thing of just, just bang your heads together and just say, the pair of you need to just sort this out in, in private. Stop, you know, basically going off on things at each other in public. What's what's it doing? What's it actually gaining for you? Um, I want to just say quickly as well, so I did go to the, um, the trust meeting on Thursday night. Um, I think this was you, Danny, that was saying about it, you know, one of the things that quite often people say is, why don't you join the trust and get involved? Um, help to shape it from the inside. Um, I've been a life member since, I presume, since, you know, the late 90s. Um, when I first got a season ticket with my dad, both me and my dad uh, became life members. I actually found a share certificate the other week uh, that came from a lot. the uh, Supporters Trust. Yeah, I know. Um, so I went to this meeting and, I, you know, I asked to go to the meeting after the vote had been um, put out. So once I'd received the email and I'd replied to say, no, I don't think you should invoke the ACB. Um, the reason that I decided to vote no was because I thought to myself, well, it is going to delay the stuff with regards to the yeast stand. And also it's going to basically make the trust uh, look really bad to the fan base, which I think has been proven as being essentially correct, just judging by the backlash that we've seen on social media. However, I went to that meeting wanting to not basically go in there and have a pop or to turn around and say, I think you're wrong or anything like that. I wanted to go because I wanted to find out how their meetings actually work and I wanted to find out what their plans were moving forward. Um, I also... Yeah, they, they haven't got any plans yet, Neil. Oh, okay. Um, so, Good. yeah. Brilliant. Um, I wanted to help where I could. I mean, look, I cannot give any time, you know, doing this podcast takes up an awful lot of time. I'm already, um, you know, part of a committee for my, my running club. That takes up a lot of time. So I know how long these things take up, right, for people. And I'm not having a pop at anybody that goes ahead and does that. I'm also not saying that the people that are doing it right now are doing it, you know, for the wrong reasons. I don't believe any of them are necessarily. What I do think, judging by having been at that meeting, that there are some who aren't really bothered about being members of the trust and keeping the trust going, because as soon as it moves on to being actually about how the trust is run and how you do certain things, a fair few people just go quiet and it becomes just a couple of people who actually do then talk about other things besides the 
East End and the land deal. Soon as that's done with, a lot of people seem to sort of switch off and don't get involved in the conversation. Now, that's just my viewpoint of what happened on the night. Um, with regards to their emails and their GDPR thing, that I, I noticed that quite a lot of the time, the the trust or people that are on the board of the trust say about how you know they can't contact everyone and it's too much um, time to get through to everyone and all this that, and the other. I went armed with with some stuff that they could actually do to try and help move that on. So I'm hoping that they're going to take that on board and that they're going to be able to actually, you know, at least now get up to 350 people that they can contact, at least. I do think they could make some really simple changes. Like, and, and, and the one thing I don't like as well is, well, I'm speaking for, from my personal opinion, not the trust's opinion. You're part of the trust. You're, you're on the trust board. Therefore, we're going to take it as the trust opinion. That's how it works, unfortunately. Whether you like it or not, that's how that's how it works. It's like a, an MP saying, well, this is just my own personal opinion. But um, I'll tell you what it's like now. It's like yeah. when Councillor Philip Bignall, who was also at the meeting, he makes a comment about how personally he thinks that the deal is already done. You know, the deal between, it's already been agreed. The, the council have already agreed to take on the deal that the CDNL slash the club's owners, therefore, have put forward. So it's very unlikely that they're going to now change their mind and do a deal with the trust for just this small portion of land. Yeah. As soon as that was said, one or two, I can't remember exactly who it was, but there were definitely one or two voices jumped straight on that and asked the question, Oh, that's what the council thinks. So this is a complete waste of time. And Councillor Bignall had to say, no, 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 that's that's personally what I believe based on the information. So that what you're talking about, where people that are members of the trust board or former members of the trust board who like to turn around and say, this is just my personal opinion, it's not the opinion of the trust. I think it's hypocritical based on what I saw in that meeting. But I think it muddies the waters. This is this is the thing. Like, but like, and I understand everyone has their own own views and and stuff. Of course they do, and everyone should be entitled to those own views. If you're a, a, a the voice of the supporters, as they claim to be, or if you're you know the a group speaking for a larger group of people, that gr- that smaller group that's speaking for the larger group all need to be on the same page. They all need to have the same communications. And they all need to kind of communicate in a similar way. Whereas a lot of the time, there's a, there's a couple of them that, because you don't agree with them, they will shout louder and louder and louder to try and force you into their view. And it's okay to have a different view. Like it's, it, I genuinely have no issue with that. You know, some of the trust uh, board or members or whatever it is that feel like this is the right thing to do. Yeah, fine. That's okay. It doesn't. If that's their genuine thought, they're fans at the end of the day, so that's okay. For me, it's not about really the what. It's more about the how. That's what frustrates me most because it drives this. What you were talking about earlier, Charles. It drives this us and them approach. It drives this affecting people's mental health and stuff. And mm-hmm. it, it, we do have to remember they are all fans and they are all supporters of the club. And generally, from what I know, most of them are decent enough people. And that that's a good thing. The, where it falls down for me is when, well, you don't want the best for the football club then. 
maybe I, maybe I don't care quite as much as you. That's okay. You know, maybe I'm not invested in it quite as much. All I really care about is get the East stand done, get a bit of a fan zone going, and a bit of let's move forward a little bit. It's gone on so long. That's just my opinion. I'm not saying that that's right. That's just for me. That's what I want to happen. I don't really care about anything else. I certainly don't really care about sticking a velodrome there or sticking a. Well, I do care about sticking a water park. <laughs> I knew that was but, what you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I really care about that part. But it's just, it's more the how. And look, I no doubt there's been times where I've overstepped the mark and said stuff which is like, well, that's not a very nice way of talking about people and stuff. And that's fine. I apologize. And times get passionate and get carried away. I do think as a group of people that are representing the supporters, you cannot have members of the board ranting raving and swearing at other people even if they get that abuse themselves they shouldn't by the way they shouldn't have to accept that abuse that's not okay Mm -hmm. but as a group of people and uh and as that trust you're going to get abuse thrown your way from time to time unfortunately as are the club and stuff and they're not a professional group in the respect of they don't get paid they're all volunteers all that sort of stuff and that doesn't matter though they're still representing supporters and you, you just for me the minute they go off on a rant one of them goes off on a rant swears at other fans or you know whatever they might say well you're stupid you're wrong you're not reading it right well no i'm not wrong it's just my opinion in your opinion you feel yours was right i feel mine's right doesn't mean either of us are right or wrong we don't really know let's be honest nobody knows at the moment nobody knows if the club intend to complete the east stand i choose to believe that that will be their intention I don't. I think they've come too far down the road. I don't think they will. Certainly, if this deal gets done, I don't think there's any way they won't finish the stand. Yeah, it might not be a fifteen thousand stand with, I don't know, all your mod cons in it. You know, like those beers they have at Spurs that come up from the, you know, the bar. Maybe mm, we won't get yeah. them. <laughs> I mean, I hope we do, but maybe we won't. Um, <laughs> they, the other people, choose to believe that they've got never intention, never any intention of completing. No, that's fine. That's what you choose to believe. You know, look, we can all believe different things. I'm not going to sit here and say, shout at you and tell you to believe my way because that's just what I think. It's, it's so. It's, for me, I've ranted and rambled. Sorry. It's more <laughs> about the how as opposed to the what people are doing. If that makes sense, I would be much more likely to look favourably on the trust and look favourably on their approach if they'd have tried to bring us all along with them. And I yeah. don't think they have. And, and and that's where they've gone wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, one of their mission statement things on their website does say, one of their mission statements is to promote and strengthen the bonds between NTFC, its supporters, and the wider community. And I, th- I don't see any of that. At no, the moment. If anything, work. it's getting further apart, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and, yeah, and when, you're, when you're not delivering on your specific mission statements, I think you you have got to look, take a look at yourself and think. Just take a step back and just think: Are we actually doing what we set out to do in the first place? Is this what the trust is meant to be? And and, and, and that's the point. The trust is really important. A supporters' trust for a football club is super super important. As we've seen in the past with with our own. I mean, it's, it's, of course, you you mentioned before, Danny, about how this year is such a big year for the football club. I mean, you know, twenty five years since since Wembley ninety seven, one hundred twenty fifth anniversary of the football club's birth. Which you know, the thirtieth anniversary of the formation of the Supporters Trust, the first Supporters Trust in the world. You know, something that shapes 
the way or, or certainly shaped the way that supporters have dealt with their football clubs for the last 30 years. You know, I mean, it is an important thing and it is something that we should all be proud of as fans of Northampton Town that we have an organisation. We had the first one where the supporters came together to not only rescue the football club, but then to hold the owners, the custodians of said football club to account. And while I completely and utterly see where the people that are on that board at the moment are coming from when they say things like, all we're doing is asking questions, completely get that. The way that they've gone about it, and I've thought this for a long, long time now, is that the way that they've been perceived has been their downfall. And that is where it comes to. And and I do think, I, I, it's, it's that thing. Andy Roberts is a very, very good spokesperson for the Trust. I think he is quite straight down the line. He just says, you know, he'll just, like he did at the, the, the Cabinet, or not the Cabinet meeting, the full council meeting that was held, he basically read out the statement that the Trust had released a few hours earlier on their website, right? There was no personal opinion put into that. It was just you know this is this is the supporters trust's viewpoint and then you had two members of the supporters trust board speaking afterwards giving their own personal opinions yeah but the and, fact that they're both yeah. well one of them was introduced as being on the supporters trust board the other one said it themselves that they were on the supporters trust board that immediately makes most people the layman then go well this is what is yes. being discussed by the trust at the board and for those people that because I, I would say that if you are a member of the supporters trust you can ask to go along to a supporters trust meeting they're held once a month at the moment they're still on zoom you can do it just like i did last week on thursday you can ask to go they will send you the zoom link and you just turn up and i think it's at like quarter past seven or half seven in the evening goes on for an hour or so and you can be there. You don't have to necessarily speak. You can just go there and, and listen. And I do think, and I think this is important, is that you should go there and you should see it for yourself and you should see how they operate. And I think it might be unsurprising what you see. I, even, like, even the vote thing they did, A, I'm, I'm not sure they've totally understood gdpr correctly but that's probably a, a longer conversation and not a very interesting one um they could quite easily have put a google form together with a with a vote on it and limited it to one per ip address it's really really easy to do i don't understand why they didn't do that i don't get it I, I regardless because so so from my this is my point of view with things like the GDPR issue for them there are easy fixes for that as you say I I gave them a way of doing yeah it. it's not one of the things so when this was when this was brought up in their meeting about the GDPR thing it was brought up because it was being used as another stick for people to beat them with right mm -hmm. but it's been that stick or there has been that stick for ages. People have used that card against the supporters trust for months. Yeah. And I yeah, sat there did. and I, well, hang on. Sorry, Neil. <coughs> I, no, sorry. I sat there for a further 10 minutes while it was, 
disgust as how you know annoying it was essentially that they're being beaten by this stick. And I, I, I just thought to myself, so do something about it. So yeah. remove the well, stick, think, remove yeah. it. And that's what I then did was I put my hand up and I said, look, why don't you do this? Here's, here's a tool that you could use that would handle your GDPR for you, that would do everything. It's free, by the way, so there's no real reason why you can't do it. Here you go. Go ahead. There's a, there's a thing. Move on and stop it being something that is used to beat you with. And the response, the immediate response that I got from one person was, and, and I'm not having a go actually here, because I'll, and I'll explain why in two secs, but the response I got was, remove that and they'll only find something else to have a go at us about. And I was like, yes. And, and don't get me wrong, because actually, on the, on the time that I went to the Carlisle match, I was on the train with Tom Cliff and said a couple of things to Tom about you know things like the big screen being broken the toilets not being very pleasant all this that and the other and tom gave me a very very similar response to what i'd got you know from the trust on thursday for both and for both people for both of those circumstances the answer is that you keep removing the things that you're being beaten with until there are no things to be beaten with yes there will be new things that come up but then what you do is you take steps to fix those things and to put them right that's how you do things, isn't it? That's how I would do things in my business. I wouldn't just sit there and let it manifest and continue to go wrong and wrong and wrong. Because part of working and being in a business is firefighting, yeah. essentially, yeah. and fixing things. And when things go wrong, fix that. Oh, crap, someone else has broken out. Okay, well, let's go and fix that. Oh, yeah. This isn't working quite. Let's go and fix that. Some, like, some things are easier to fix than others, but you just go ahead and you do it. And I, I just yeah. think that on that particular issue, it's been months where people have moaned, whether it be on social media, on the hotel end, on whatever other medium that there is, people have moaned about the fact that the trust keep hiding behind them. They're the words that are used to beat them with. They hide behind GDPR. Well, Move on from that by fixing it and by getting to the point where you can turn around and you can go, right, we can't be beaten with that stick anymore because now it's sorted. We have put this in place so that therefore that will happen and that will move on. Or just use a Google form. Yeah. But it's such a, such a massive Simple. thing that with such massive implications towards a football club that you would think, take some time out to think how can we do this and get all of our members to vote on their this. their argument but, is that they didn't have the time right because they yeah, but, to tr- trigger it by the monday i think it was but it's not but like they didn't Tuesday. know about the the original no no i agree yeah I'm, I'm just saying two that, months. i'm just saying that's their response i've seen a few people mm-hmm. kind of label that towards them and that is their response where well, we had to act quickly and stuff I, I, and actually I, i'm saying use a google form and stuff their response i think to that i thought saw someone else throw it their way was well, yeah, people would use fake email addresses and muddy the vote but let's be honest no one's going to do that I, it, it, you'd, yeah. ra- you'd rather that than 200 people vote yeah. rather have a thousand of which 50 maybe are a bit dodge yeah, well this is it isn't it i mean it's <sighs> I just, I just think on, on the voting thing, what did they expect? They were going to get hammered for it by not opening it up to everybody. You can't now, claim... I, do, you know, though, do you know, though, I will stand here right now and argue on their behalf for that because they're a membership organisation. 
True. And so therefore they need to, it, it's their members who they are, you know, trying to represent. It isn't the whole fan base. They they yeah. believe that they are, that, that by having, uh, you know, 700 odd members, 710 members, that is... Well, no, hold on, 300 odd members really, haven't they? Well, no, well, no. 710 people have signed up and are, you know, either... Well, paying annually, or they've they've paid a life membership. I'd be interested to know how many are life members. I mean, they've only so how many email addresses did they say they've got? Three hundred, three hundred and fifty that they've got. Three hundred and fifty of which two hundred and fifty were able to be contacted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. I mean, okay. Look, but but despite that, the fact is, is that they they are there to represent their members. It's the same thing with my running club. Is that we hold an AGM, and I wouldn't turn. We hold our AGM in a pub just happened a couple of weeks ago and we had a room inside of the pub now when we were voting for our chairman i wouldn't have opened the doors and said hang on a minute guys you're all from the same area would you just come and vote to see which one of these idiots is going to be our next chairman for the next year but that's not the same comparison <laughs> is it I, I know it's not but it's the it's the best that i've got right now the fact is, is that they're a it's membership like organization so that therefore they need to represent their members Ooh, they do example. not need to represent those that don't belong to their membership. So therefore, what essentially then it becomes a, not elitist, but if you are a member of the trust, your voice is more important than if you're not. In their That's opinion, what, for their yeah. particular things. Yes, okay. understood. But not, for, but not for the football club. I don't. You know, they're not saying that you're they're a not for the football club. Yeah, yeah. The, well, they just, are to them. They well, are to them because they're saying. Essentially, what they're saying in that point is, if you're a member of, you'll get a say on things. If you're not, you won't get a say on things. Well, they only get you only get a say on their things. Yeah, but that so is... the say is is whether or not the supporters trust invoke the ACV. That was the question that was being asked. They weren't asking, so they're asking their members whether they should do it on their behalf. The vote came out as being just about yes that you should from their oh, members well, now the wider fan base may well turn around and say well no but they're the wider fan base they're not meant to be well, they are meant to because I, I, I right this is where i find it difficult because i agree yeah, with you neil right well, I, but I do this is agree. a difficult point isn't it but the fact is is that they are a membership organization and they are there to represent their members they ask their members a question as to what they should do as an organization and their members voted and their members well voted. You know, their members voted in favour of invoking the ACV and, and trying to purchase the land. The wider fan base, of which there are obviously more people, then turn around and go, this is this is crazy, or this you should never have done this, and rah, 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 and, and make like images with with the, the trust logo crossed out as, as their social media handle pictures and yeah, things like that. It's a big it, You know, that all of this sort of stuff happens in this day and age. You see it. And, you know, most of it is just, you know, waffle, thin air, you know, in the air. It, it, it isn't massively important. However, the fact is, is that they've done that and they've asked their membership and, and, and a percentage of the membership did respond. And then a, another percentage of that percentage repl- responded in the way that they chose to go. Yeah. Um, you know, look, I voted. I voted no. I I exercised that democratic right kind of thing as a member of the trust. If I wasn't a member, I wouldn't have been able to have voted no. Their argument is, isn't it? Um, well, look, come and join us and, and change us from within. The last thing I want to do 
is go and spend some time with a couple of those people specifically who quite frankly i find come across very rude and mm-hmm. yeah. a bit horrible i don't want to go and spend time with those type of people i don't need that in my life so um no i will just moan on a podcast instead <laughs> well, that's it and and this is the this is the thing and you know that's where we're sort of at with it isn't it is that we're here we're sharing our opinion we're able to do it on here um you know they share it through their statements and and you know the people personally share it through their own social media you know the good news is two of the board members have agreed to come on to the podcast have they they have. Are they waiting to hear this episode before they actually agree and accept the <laughs> Or we'll reach out once this episode goes out and just double check if they want to. <laughs> Look, it, it's, it's one of those, like we said, like Danny said at the very beginning of this discussion, is that it, it you know, these are our personal opinions and, and personal thoughts. Now, you know, they're based on, for, for me personally, it's based on me having actually gone and watched a, a board meeting take place. Um, you know, I, I I I won't go into any more detail, but I won't be going to another one. You might not be welcome after this, Joe. Well, maybe not, but I mean, <laughs> you know, by the by, I won't be going Membership to Membership <laughs> revoked. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what they want to do and they want to reduce their membership down to 709. <laughs> okay. Uh, shall we Shall we move on towards the bulging sack do you think yeah let's take a short break and when we return <laughs> i like what has been just written into the running order while we've been ranting here daddy's going to perform a rap uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean look i'm looking forward to that let's take a very short break back in a moment welcome back to it's all cobblers to me it's time to dip into neil's sack now and find out what you've got to say about all things northampton town uh, you can send your thoughts to us at podcast.cobblers2me.com or find us on social media where we're at cobblers to me on both twitter and facebook before we go to neil and find out what's in the sack um ridiculously danny has promised to perform us a rap come so, on danny come on danny what's uh, that for us i can't rap You've got to. It's in the running order. What do you do on Christmas Eve? Come on. Hey. I'm not going to tell you, Charles. <laughs> Private. Yeah, he fills his stocking. What's yeah. the rap about, Sam? Yes, yeah, of course. Goals. Wham, bam. Thank you, Sam. Fifty goals and flicks and ham. Oh, and, it's not. Uh, sure it's chart material. No, it's not exactly oh, Dave or Stormzy, it? is it? It's no cheeky girls. It's no cheeky girls. <laughs> By the way, um, could I just say how ridiculously cool it is that there is a rapper called Dave? Oh, yeah. Dave just simply did. Dave. Oh, there's also a TV show, isn't there? A TV a channel. Dave. Oh, okay. Well, and and, and, and the, the TV channel, channel called Dave. That'll be a name. <laughs> Brilliant name. Brilliant name for a rapper, Dave. Brilliant song as well about Tiago Silva. Love that song. Anyway. It's time to read your letters out But things have changed, so listen out If you want to write about Northampton Town You'll need to write this next bit down Just have a rant, or just some fun At podcast at cobblers2me.com No matter if we lose or win Send us your thoughts. Come on, get them in. Postbag time. What's in the sack this week, Neil? 
It is bulging. Bulge it. Yes, bulging. A bulging Easter special sack. That's what they call it. Ooh. A couple of eggs in there. Are yeah. there any eggs in your sack? Uh, there is uh, numerous. No, the dog's already got to them, obviously. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds weird, actually. No. Um, <laughs> I realised. Um, first one's from Gareth Kingston. Hi, Gareth. Uh, do, do the pod folk worry that when they go on other clubs' preview pods, they might give away some info that helps the opposition? Uh, no, Gareth, because we are all morons. So... <laughs> Absolutely, we don't have that worry at all, I don't think. <laughs> We're not exactly tactical geniuses, are we? No. Mm. What, what we might give away, they're a bit weird up down in Northampton. That's probably the best we'll give away. Yeah. I mean, Danny, you went on uh, Oldham's Latics football phone Yeah, that was fun. That, that was a phone-in. Yeah, they actually had a phone-in. Phone in, yeah. You, had, you, you know, like we did with Facebook Live that time. Oh, yeah. Mm. You can invite people on. So basically like that, but people would, would dial in and, and get on. Amazing. And um, for some reason, they asked me on. I was, right. I don't think I gave away any tactics. I mean, it, it probably didn't work if the game's were anything. You, were you on, on screen, Danny? I was on screen. Yeah, I had to probably shout on and everything. Oh, it, it was great fun. You didn't go retro, though. I, I had a look at I, I watched it back on the replay afterwards. Yeah. Noticed that you went with a very up to date shirt. Oh, it's this season's shirt, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, the Oldham fellas... Oh, the Oldham one had their Premier League one on, didn't he? Yes! Yeah, it was vintage. I enjoyed that. Oh, I don't think I've got any vintage shirts that would fit now, to be fair. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Is that because you've grown upwards or outwards? Uh, <laughs> both. Or both. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Can relate. Yeah. <laughs> we can Maybe we should do that one that. day. Have a, have a phone in. Yeah, we have a phone in. Shall we? <laughs> yeah. After Barrow, when we've after Barrow, yeah, yeah. we're phoning. We'll get a few beers on the go. It'd be beautiful. <laughs> uh, that would be good. Yeah, I, I don't ever worry about giving away That's any not... kind of information because I'm not that clever when it comes to football, no. as I'm sure over the last three and a half years you've all discovered. No. Well, I gave away that we scored most of our goals from set pieces, and they said, "Oh, we were right with set pieces, didn't they?" <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they weren't. That worked. Well, they weren't, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Do you want another, Charles? Yes, please. Melbourne cobbler from all Ooh, the way down to national mail with his six ovens. Yeah, he also, I also know that he had uh, a bit of strife at the water park. He oh. did. He did. <laughs> did you see the video? He said, I'm oh, sorry. If you're not in the Patreon, you won't understand this, but maybe if you sign up, you'll get there. I did, uh, I did see the video. <laughs> I would question, <laughs> I would question if it is a water park. I don't think that's honest. a water park. That's no, more that's of a, an inflatable. It's an inflatable. There's one of those at Billing Aquatrope. There is. There is one at Billing. So I'm not sure it's a water park. I did like the fact that he said that they'd put nets up to keep the sharks out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't have that problem with Billing. You don't have that with Billing. More no. trolleys. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Melbourne Cobbler says, uh, when John Brady was named manager, it was declared this was to be a new dawn and a markedly different way of doing things with long-term considerations at the fore of the strategy. Mm. Assuming a three-year plan, what does the panel believe would be a par performance for seasons one, two, and three? And where are we within that strategy currently? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. I enjoyed, the, one, enjoyed the use of panel. I did. Yes, yeah. yes. That, that overstating us a bit, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's like match of the day. <laughs> Which one of us is Ian Wright and which one's Alan Shearer, Danny? Um, I'm going to call you Ian Wright. Oh, am Charles. I the overexcitable one? Ooh. I like that. 
Neil, Neil can be Micah Richards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone likes him, but also everyone hates him. Yes, <laughs> that's how I feel about <laughs> Micah. Oh, Richards. No one hates Micah Richards, though. No, no, I think you... so. You, you can only take him for so long, and then you're like, shut the fuck up, Micah. Even Roy Keane likes Micah Richards. How? How? True. That's true. Graham Souness mm, on the fence. Uh, Graham Souness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danny is no, no, careful. Danny. If you better not say Gina, so I'm going to be have a tantrum. <laughs> I was going to say Danny Murphy. Danny Murphy. Really and you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, write in, folks, with your suggestions. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, who could Danny be? Oh, and what was the question? Yeah, uh, uh, three-year a three-year plan. Where does the panel believe would would be a par performance for seasons one, two, and three? Where are we within that strategy currently? Mm. Mm. What would the three-year plan be, though? What's the end goal? That's solidify well, our position in the League, League One. One. I would say we're I'll, if we I'll get promoted, we're on track. Yeah, I'd say par would be playoffs this season. Okay, I think maybe yeah, I think par would be playoffs this year. Mm. Maybe not. Yeah, so you, you, you'd say for the three-year plan, we would have, have to a go, have a go this year. Definitely go up next year. And Definitely go up next year and then stay year. up the year after properly and be mid-table, yeah. yeah. Oh, you see, you Solidify know, it. I, I get where you're coming from with that, <laughs> that overall three, but I wouldn't have said that this year was necessarily a playoff. Yes. For the par. For is. par. I mean, yes, for par. Well, you would say re- rebuild mid-table this year, yes. promotion next year. Yes. Okay. And then and we're potentially, potentially ahead. Yeah, yeah. We're and ahead then of... stay up for in, in year three. So yeah. therefore, you've you've then not necessarily at that point. I wouldn't say that you've solidified in League One because obviously we all know that we can only remain there for one or two seasons at a time. However, no. for a three-year it. yeah, for a three-year plan, I'd say <laughs> we're consolidate ahead. your loans. I'd say we're ahead of it at the moment. <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we're brilliant. doing all right, basically. I think that's yeah. The... I think so. Yeah, well, I'd say we're on track. Um, there was something else in the Slack, Charles, Ooh. this week, uh, celebrating the six-year anniversary of Exeter. Oh, it was, wasn't it? And I think Malcolm Butler put it in the Slack. About oh, yeah. With some photos of <laughs> Bukes on someone's shoulders. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm in the crowd with his two hands waving. What a day. Was Malcolom he, was in, he the in the crowd? middle? It's like the crap spin-off to Malcolm in the crowd. <laughs> Malcolm in the crowd. That's not a slight at Malcolm, by the way. It's the show, I mean. Malcolm in the crowd. <laughs> oh, dear. Mean Malcolm in the barrow on the last day. It's going up there. It's Malcolm in the barrow. <laughs> good. They good were, I tell you what, they were really good pictures. I think I could even spot myself on one of them. Oh, oh, could you? Spot it. Is Bukes on your shoulders, Neil? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> not strong enough. Which player did? Can you, can you remember, Neil, which player you ran to? Did you run to a player? Uh, John Joe O'Toole. Of course yeah, you did. Did you get near him? Yeah, obvious one. Did you get near him? Yeah, I think I touched his hair. Oh! Have you washed your hands? Yeah, since? I did get near him. No. <laughs> no, I haven't. Six years on. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you've just admitted to not washing your hands for a worldwide pandemic that lasted for two years. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, awkward. And face face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant have you got an opinion on the cobblers or a question for us do send them our way to podcast at cobblers to me.com or cobblers to me on social media um quick ntfc women update yes <laughs> it's 
Sorry, I'm laughing because I can see the running order. And Danny has just written, everyone is pegging it. It's basically what's happened the last two weeks in a row. The sides that we were supposed to be playing, I think Rice Park were one. Was it Leicester, maybe? The other one? Um, Both of them called their games off quite late uh, at the last minute. Rice Park were like 10 minutes before kickoff, I think. So yeah. suddenly turned around and went, nope, run <laughs> no, away. No, I don't fancy it. <laughs> I basically turned, it really? up, turned up to the park and saw some bigger kids knocking around and thought, I don't fancy this and going home. Yeah. <laughs> going to one stop and... She just drove through the car park <laughs> and carried on driving. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, brilliant. So instead... Uh, I we saw should get wins the... for that. that. That's ridiculous. We're not getting like an automatic I, win for 10 minutes. That late, yeah, agree. Stupid. Yeah. It should be. But there, there's an argument, isn't there, that it wouldn't do yeah. our goal difference as much benefit as actually playing well, that's games about would. plus 300 anyway, isn't it? So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it should be, shouldn't it? Um, uh, yeah, so instead, this weekend, they played an inter-squad friendly. Uh, I don't know what happened in that, but one thing that I will say is that I did see Abby Bruin with her boots on. Oh, that's good. That's so good. I mean, if anything, me Mr. Like Abby helping. might be back. Yeah. Were they... Boo noots. But no. Yeah. Well, I couldn't no. see. She was stood at the back, so I couldn't actually see her boots, oh, okay. in fairness. Wonder where we should purchase some new boots, especially for the return. New boots. Everyone loves new boots. Uh, everyone so does new boots, everyone does love their new boots. So um uh they have got um they're running. So there's seven games left to play. Mm. Um I'm just gonna fire open the old twits, which tells me everything that I need to know right. about them. Um, and hopefully find find it. Um, find it. Find know, it. it might take a bit of time. Phil <laughs> for me, Danny. Time it. What, what do you want me to do, Phil? Phil. 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 Be Phil. Be Phil Mitchell. Phil the power tailor. <laughs> so here we go. I've, I've got, got a league table where we get Chesterfield. We've played mm. seventeen games. I've got thirty nine points. We've played twelve games. That's five games in hand. Going by my fingers, okay. um, <laughs> and there's a seven-point gap, so we should be able to make that up. You would think. I think so. so yeah. Does that mean Chesterfield have lost the game? Ooh, I feel like that was it was a bit out. tighter than that before. But they've won. They won today. No, they didn't. Yeah, they won today. They won on Sunday. Sorry, they won the other day. And oh, they drew one against Rotherham, so that's held them up a bit. That's uh, the dropped points, which is what we like to see. It is. There we go. So we've got a chance we to have. push on. We've got to win. We've got to keep winning. So but, uh, I think the next couple have got Mansfield, don't we, in the league? So that's going to be Yeah. Tough. So um, there are seven games, by the looks of it, left in the season for NTFC women to play, starting with uh, the County Cup final against yeah. that lot from the other end of the Nen that can't pronounce it properly. That's <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> Uh, then we play Mansfield away, followed by Mansfield at home. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Rice Park. They're the ones that... Splitters. Yeah. Uh, followed by Lincoln United women at yeah. home. And then That's Leicester City at home. And then finishing off the season with Notts County away. So Let's there all you get go. To Nottingham. Mm. All up to Nottingham, do we think? On the... It's an evening yeah. game, that one. Oh, yes. Let's all go. Oh, is it an evening game? Oh, no, that's not an evening game. I read that as being 1905 kickoff rather than it being 1905. <laughs> yeah, I was on my way. 1905 kickoff. Yeah, that's what it's I was thinking. That's weird, isn't it? Yes, it's uh, uh, the 
19th of May. 19th of May. Yeah, <laughs> is the one that we're looking for there. So it's there been you a go. long pod, Charles. It has. It's been a very <laughs> long pod. Um, shall we end it? End it. End it. Right. Okay. End it. Thank you very much. That's your lot. Coming up later this week, we've got the next episode in our Wembley 97 series as I chat to former Radio Northampton and BBC Radio 5 live commentator Mike Sewell. And on the preview show this Friday, Danny and I will be speaking to a Leighton Orient fan. Thanks yes. for listening. If you enjoy the podcast and want to help us to keep making episodes, you can join the fan club on Patreon where you'll get access to even more podcasts and our community on Slack that we've talked about quite a bit this week. To sign up, just go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. It's just £2 a month. That's it. Thank you very much. Have a great week of the cobblers. Way! There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Oh, boys, cheeky girls. Oh, boys, cheeky girls. Oh, girls, cheeky boys. You never ask, where do you go? You never even ask, where do you do? You never ever ask what's in your mind. You never ever ask if you'll be mine. Come on, smile. Don't be shy. Touch my bum. This is life. <laughs> we are the cheeky girls. We are the cheeky girls. Mmm, cheeky cheeky. <laughs> This podcast is a proud member of the FanHub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with FanHub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.